Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 81 of Up and Down Golf Podcast with your host, Slim, my co-host, Benny. Benny, what's cooking? Geez, we're catching Tiger Woods. We're at 81. <laughs> Almost there. Almost there. Charlie Woods, you mean? Huh? No, oh, no. Tiger, Tiger, oh, Tiger, episodes Tiger win. tournaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. You're a little slow nice. to start here, but no, all's good, man. All's good. Pretty chill weekend. Didn't catch a lot of golf, but hit the sim on Friday. Actually was hitting the ball super well and it, uh, i was thinking of you um because we talked about like oh sim golf like do you find you play better or whatever and i was i think i shot 82 we played trump national and uh i was like playing dirty i was like four over for most most around and then i think i bogeyed the last because i put a couple in the water like just stupid shit but um Come back in. yeah so it, it was fun though so uh good good place bogey club there in Newmarket. you should check it out bogey club yeah yeah shout out to them cool spot like to get a bar i feel like there's so many like ones popping up now oh yeah there's like i think there's between aurora new market there's probably 10 that's insane eh? yeah it's nuts it's what do they charge on there an hour uh bogey club i don't know what it was because i bought drinks as well but like we played for three hours and i had three john Daly's that were like ounce and a half shots in it so i paid like 77 bucks or 80 bucks with like around tip or something like that so it wasn't that bad honestly there's four of us huh yeah that's not actually horrible at all no it's like definitely on the more expensive side because it is like a really good sim like the technology is all sick and they have the hydraulic uh, platform that's so cool. like yeah you change depending on your lie it was definitely the most realistic which is like at least what i'm gonna say because i played well but <laughs> what do you guys do putting wise we putt outside of 15 feet or 13 feet or something like that so nice that's not yeah, bad a little bit of putting and the putting was like decent too which is so you didn't surprising. have any three putts uh i did not luckily no yeah <laughs> i hope not from fucking 13 feet circle <laughs> yeah jesus how you Unreal. doing uh good dude can't complain uh you know just counting down the days till uh do the big golf trip to north carolina i tell you what oh, yeah 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 i know you've been like yeah. planning or looking into it for a while so yeah yeah plan hopefully a couple nice tracks so yeah i'm just kind of you know as the weather gets kind of warmer it just makes you want to do more and more so my irons on the weekend though so <laughs> stoked dude so stoked yeah yeah dude Let's i need go. to liquefy i got way too much inventory right now i had two sets of irons set a set of wedges and a couple shafts and i got Jeez. like two i got three putters so i'm trying to like liquefy everything to get my total margin down so mm -hmm. that I'm under a thousand bucks for my bag. You should open up a pro shop or something. Yeah, I thought about it. Not actually thought about opening a pro shop, but like doing a like a lot more buy and sell. If I could figure out how to put tips on and shafts on and all that shit, mm -hmm. I, I would do it. But it's so annoying because you could legitimately. I'm thinking this today. If you could get fifty, shave fifty bucks off an item, and buy ten of them, you know that's like. 300 bucks that you just buy and sell easily and like people are like oh how much time you put in that well if i could do it i mean to flip a tip is nothing to change the no, head yeah. and put it in or to change a shaft or to you know i i would consider doing something like that but then it's mm -hmm. you know i gotta learn how to do that and then then i'm worried yeah. about guys using the shit and then coming back on me like oh the shaft broke it's like, mm -hmm. oh, that's something. the biggest issue <laughs> so I, like it's kajiji dude like figure oh, it out that shit. yeah it's your but, problem now you have it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but anyways i'm uh i'm fired up because i woke up to like an 8 a.m i got into a couple woke up to a text message saying dude i buy your club so i had to drive 40 minutes to get them and then 30 <laughs> minutes to meet them but so worth it 770s yeah. Just over a thousand bucks. 
Oh, well. Beautiful. That's a pretty good deal. Take that. So if you know if you know anyone that wants a uh, TCB Apex Irons, let me know. Let me know. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, anyways, this episode we're going to get into the results of the Mexican Open, which you didn't even care to watch. Uh, Charlie's tough experience at the Thursday Q pre Q. Uh, the big match tonight, which I didn't even know was going on. So thank you, Benny, for putting that out. Um, we're going to get into some slim talking points, some, a slim quiz. See if Ben can at least crack two of three this week. Um, and then next week at the Cognizant Classic, Crush which it, used to be. be the Honda. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah, so I mean, if you can want, if you want to lead with the Mexico, uh, Mexico Open, that'd be nice. Because, like I said, I didn't watch it, and I feel like I'm not the the outlier here because I feel like a lot of people didn't watch it. No offense to Dude, people I played, but I know I I never really like love watching golf like all the time until I don't know when it was, but over the last couple of years, man, I just love it. Yeah, like it's just it's such an easy thing to do. I'm usually doing shit too, so it's like kind of like in and out, in and out, and like mm-hmm. honestly, I really like. I, I I remember last year we talked about the FedEx or the signature events. It's going to make these fields and like it's going to prevent guys from winning, having life changing wins. Yeah, I'm I'm for it now because I think what it actually does is it opens up these events for life changing wins mm-hmm. that many people win. Because I'll tell you right now, if there was a big name in that event, I mean I know Fina was, but if you had multiple, one she, of them take it. <laughs> well, I think Jignap earned his five shot lead. Like he went sixty four, sixty three. Yeah, which is like getting your career low and then your next career low. Mm -hmm. So I think that's pretty legit to have a five shot lead. But I mean, someone I think there is big the way they handled it down the stretch. Like, I mean, he was even, which is pretty normal for a guy with that shot of lead to shoot. Rarely do they go like deep again. Um, And then Sammy uh, Valamaki, same thing. Like, I don't know. I just think it's cool. I I like the fact that it was two two rookies coming down. It was basically only them. Mm -hmm. I also put fucking money on nap on Thursday. Thank you. you. Cash, cash there it. you go. 65 bucks. I had Brandon Wu, who I texted you, and I had him to win 750 for five bucks. And Jeez. he was slowly creeping up. And on Sunday, he was like, at one point, like fifth. Like, obviously, he was like six shots back, but I was like, dude, just get mm-hmm. on a run, please. 750, <laughs> please. But, um, but yeah, all in all, pretty cool. Jake Knapp winning. I mean, this, obviously, the story about his grandpa is pretty cool. I think mm-hmm. the whole, did you hear about the bartender? or the bouncer thing. Yeah, I just read that, it quickly, but that that to me is a little bit like, I don't know. Dude, he's they they made it seem like he was a Monday Q guy almost. Like mm-hmm. he literally won 3 times on the Canadian Tour, yeah. which is no slouch. Like that's mm-hmm. a legit tour to win 3 times on. Yeah. And then he had Corn Ferry has lost it, regained it obviously from the year he had, had on the Canadian Tour mm-hmm. and then got his PJ Tour card. Like he's a legit dude. Like mm-hmm. I I I didn't like that as much. Like it was 2 years ago he was he was bouncing, I guess you want to call it, but he is your yeah. typical frat boy. <laughs> like, yeah, he's joking. him and his caddy both got the mullets. He's sponsored by a, a vape company. He's yeah, got I the Mighty Ducks logo because he just loves the say. Mighty Ducks. Yeah, he loves the Ducks. Yeah, and it's on his bag. So, I mean, good for him. I was super happy. I didn't really want him to blow the lead. I think that that's so challenging. Is like you just get labeled like that. That's tough to come back from if you blow that type mm-hmm. of lead. I also think he got very lucky on the golf course. <laughs> because his driver was not good. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to go into the stats of it because I do have part of the quiz, but uh, I think on any other golf course, he would have been over par. Yeah. Because of his his tee shots. So good for him. Um, You have some honorable mentions here. CT Pan and Robert Morris. 
Um, I don't know what they finished. Or Robert McIntyre. Robert McIntyre. <laughs> Hello. Figure it out. It's your own name. Um, <laughs> and then Canadians, man. Ben Silverman had a great stretch. He's a Canadian kid. Mm. He struggled a bit on the PJ. Yeah, he is a legit bona fide PJ Tour player, but he yeah. had struggled. He's, he's been down the corn ferry back up. So, and he kind of caught a big run on the back nine too. I was hoping he was going to come like third or solo third. Yeah, but, he was in the top like five, top ten, like consistently for a while there. I knew, I knew that, but then he fell off just a tad. But yeah, and then uh, two other Canadians, uh, or I guess one other, Stuart McDonald. Man, that guy, he's same thing. He's a corn ferry guy. He got in, I think, because of his sh- the shuffle and because no one played, so he was an alternate. So he was able, to, or no, he Monday queued. He Monday queued. My my bad, gotcha. a little little over the place. But that's a good win. That's a like T twenty four sucks because I think if he comes. Top ten, which probably was only like a shot or two difference. He would have got into mm. the following week. Um, Still a good paycheck. Yeah, and then Parker Cootie, as we mentioned, T twenty four. So a lot of young guys. Like I think that's a good tournament to watch. I think you can really pick out like you know who can come up next and, and make a big win, especially for betting. You know, yeah. You, you see some guys that normally your name wouldn't be seen, but if they're able to you know do it here, that it's they're not that far from the next event. Totally. So overall, I thought it was a, it was it was decent. Um, and yeah. Your thoughts? I know you didn't really watch it, but yeah, I mean, I'll comment on Nap's swing. I mean, that guy's pretty buttery. It looks like he's putting zero effort into it, and like the amount of lag he has in his wrist and stuff like that, it is pretty crazy. And he still manages to create like pretty high ball speed, which is I find very impressive. But he he is like satisfying to watch in my eyes. And so I went through his bag because he's he's a big PXG guy, right? Which I find mm-hmm. there's a few guys now that are more rookies or like came from the DP that are, are sponsored by PXG, but everyone knows like their clubs are kind of, and eh, can you really win with them? Like, are they that consistent? Mm-hmm. I know that's getting kind of biased, but it's been said that one in six shots, like pop off the club face. Yeah. Which obviously two guys don't love. Mm-hmm. Voids consistency. And it's not one in six shots. Like he hits a four iron, a five iron. If he has a four iron, one in six of the four iron shots, we'll, we'll, we'll basically fly on, on him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he used the ping driver. He's got a mini then, driver, right? He's got the tailor-made burner mini driver, which mm-hmm. he used a lot. Uh, and then he drops down to like a, I don't know, some hybrid. And then he has, oh, no, he's a Shrixen driving iron. So I'm like, where the hell are these PGX, or PXG <laughs> clubs? He has, he's got four to pitching wedge in the in the PXG irons. Yeah, He plays the 0211s, I think. And then he has 152 degree wedge. It's a PXG. It's a sugar mm-hmm. daddy course he's using that like that's another he probably picked it because he liked the name yeah. and then then he's got the volkies for the other two wedges so that's and he's got crazy. a spider spider putter that's a wild gang. bag that is like pretty much as um, about as much as you can go all over but, the map and that's the thing remember we talked about this last year i think would we you would you use you know how many guys would not use the same clubs if they weren't sponsored right and he has like five different clubs in his bag mm-hmm. and he has th- one different wedge to the other wedges which is like yeah oh, that's crazy really odd new, right I wonder so, if he was getting them, getting them flipped to, to him from some guy like you. He's like, "Oh, I'll grab that. That was a good price. I'll play with that this week." <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact this is kind of getting more into it, but uh, you know, big one-time caddy, uh, <clears throat> not a big deal. We he it seems like it's his buddy. So I don't know if he caddies from all the time or just because he's in Mexico and his caddy didn't want to travel. I don't know what it maybe he does caddy for him all the time. He only has five starts on the PGA Tour this year. Yeah. Um, so, but. It seemed like he was doing like all the shit on his own, and his caddy was just like carrying the bag and like keeping him in vibe checking. Yeah. yeah, basically, which I thought, what well, I think is pretty cool because you know some guys definitely are solely relying on their caddy. It's like, dude, I'm here to hit a golf shot. You tell me what to hit, and I'll mm-hmm. hit it. Which yeah. those guys are next level. But 
you also expect, I guess, respect the grind of him to just do it on his own. I mean, he's obviously done it. I would imagine his buddy was in caddy for him on the Canadian tour, so he probably always was just his routine. Doing that kind of thing, yeah. But I thought it was kind of cool because, you know, a lot of, other than like Rory, there's no really other guy that uses his, like a good buddy mm-hmm. on, on the back. Like I know Brandon Wu uses common. his brother, which is, I think, a little different. DJ uses his brother, but in terms of just like a buddy, I think that's that's pretty respectable and and, and a cool little nip bit if you cared to, to know. Yeah, side note, um, good looking girlfriend. That's not a bad visit on the on the Canadian winning. Is she? She's from Ottawa. No way. Six months, buddy. How about that relationship, eh? Oh, <laughs> six months in, one point four million dollar check. Thank you. I'll take fifty percent of that one. Good luck, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get sent a lot from this week, but I did get sent that. It was like right after he won, one of my buddies fired me, like the video. They're like, yo, this is his girlfriend. Like, oh, damn, good for him. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> I mean, He's a pretty shredded guy. Not to like keep bloating on him, or is that yeah? That, Pumping his tires. Right. Pumping his tires. Yeah, but he's a pretty shredded dude too. Like some of yeah. his swings, they pause. Yeah, he's just like. I mean, I'm sure that guy has no problem, you know, picking up a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but strictly anyways. arm, strictly arm day kind of guy. It was just funny to see the comparison between him and and Valimaki. Like Jake <laughs> seems like he go, he goes home has like a protein shake. And uh, a healthy meal with some veggies, some broccoli in there. Where Valabaki's like, dude, I want two pounds of wings and a and a pint. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong there, but his brother also Valabaki's brother plays in the NHL. He plays for Arizona. Yeah, I was about to say that name rings a bell, like outside of golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. So that that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, either way, we can get into Charlie. You want to you want to dive into that a little bit? Yeah, I may as well just do a quick recap there. Um, we talked about it last week in terms of being ready for what was happening and him being in the pre-queue. Um, honestly, this is exactly what I expected in a lot of ways. Like, you figured he probably wasn't going to play his best golf, which he obviously didn't. I believe it was like 86, 16 over par, something like that. With, with, um, with a 12. Yeah, with a 12, to be fair, yeah. Um, I don't think he made any birdies. He had a couple bogeys. Um, but uh, all that aside, like, I don't really care about that much at all. It was more just like how insane people actually are. Like apparently he just had almost arguably hundreds of people following him. And like he would come down and say he'd come down a fairway. And if there were like houses on the left, apparently like you could just see everyone popping their doors open and like coming out knowing it was him. Like just so much attention around him and like the gallery just being ridiculous. And that one grandma apparently apparently pulling her daughter out of school to like see if Charlie will like notice her like just dumb shit, man. Like I don't understand how that like why? Why? Dude, he had a he had a sheriff with him and his own security detail, mm-hmm. which was obviously pretty smart. Dude, yeah. he's, gonna, he's gonna have to start using like an alias name that the PJ Tour knows it's him, <laughs> yeah. because like, like forget about how he played. I just think it's. I mean, I guess he has to get used to it because it is what it is. But it's like holy shit! Like he's at a pre queue. Like I don't know. I just think it's so over the top with people doing that. It's like, dude, he's a kid. Let him be a kid. Like actually, fifteen. Like he's literally fifteen. Yeah, I just think it's a little aggressive. And then people dog at him say, I don't know. I just think like, dude, he's 15 and he had 100 people following him. And he had people coming up and asking him for autographs on the fairway. And it's like, dude, I'm playing it. Like, I'm doing my job right now. Like, I think it's just mm-hmm. like something that's like, sure, maybe after I get it. But during it, it's like, dude, let the kid do his thing. Yeah, it just shows the character of people like in general. Everyone's there. Yeah, they are there to watch Charlie, but it's all about themselves. Like. Oh, I want to get the signature. I want to be able to say I saw him do this, this, and this. It's like, 
if you're actually a golf fan and i feel like the way i would try to be about it is like i genuinely would love to see him succeed and like i don't want to interfere with that in any sort of way like i don't give a, i don't give a shit if i meet him i don't give a shit about any of that like i just want him to play good golf and enjoy it and, and that is completely what should be prioritized there and every or most of the fans there i'm not gonna generalize it because i'm sure there were a lot of people there that were respectful but it is just crazy like you go to a golf tournament like that which is like pretty low-key and there still manages to be that much like shit to deal with for him so feel bad for the kid but i mean it's gonna build thick skin hopefully if he can muscle through it and then maybe it benefits well, him later dude, but this is the thing too is that i think the good thing about him with doing having this go through is that when he gets into a, an actual event I think it's going to be less of a ch impact for him. Do you know what I mean? Like, because he's yeah. so used to this in like the most prelim type of event, mm -hmm. the change might not be as dramatic when he actually gets on the big stage. Like his, not his nerves, yeah. but his, his, nor his normality to yeah. the scenario. Well, it, it could honestly benefit him a little bit, but mm -hmm. anyways, hopefully he figures it out. I'm sure he will, but yeah, uh, yeah that's definitely a tough one for him. Uh, I'm sure he's sure. feeling it, but anyways, <laughs> um, you want to you want to dive into the match because I didn't even know this was going on. Yeah, so like I'm still I'm only like 98% positive that it's on tonight because of how little chatter there's been about it. But everywhere I read said it was tonight, so that's what I'm going to roll with. And if not, we're doing some pre coverage on it. But um, obviously, they like Capital One does the matches. They do normally one or two a year. Uh, previous years, like you had Travis Kelsey, Mahomes, and those guys get involved. This one's a little bit different than kind of any of the ones previously done. Um, time for it, 6.30 p.m. tonight, Eastern Standard Time. So I guess like it's kind of another evening golf thing. Um, but you got Rory McIlroy, that is, Rose Zhang, Max Homa, and Lexi Thompson. So I thought this was going to be like another paired-up situation, but apparently it's not. They're actually going to be doing some variation of like skins where each hole has a value, um, but they're doing just individual. So it's like a 1v1, v1, v1, essentially, right? So... I I, I think this, if they do these matches, like, I mean, I, it's really cool how they're putting the women's in there too. Like, I think, you know, mm -hmm. they're obviously be cool. Really cool to see Rose Zhang's personality because it's obviously where you see, like, Max Home is, like, made for this type of stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, it'd be cool to see because, like, you don't get a lot of, there's coverage of her. Obviously, she's just dominating, like, the women's golf, but mm -hmm. you don't really see how she is as a person. So I think it'll be kind of cool to see that. Yeah. I, what I'd like to see, though, in these type of matches is having, I don't want to say celebrities as well, but I think it adds more like no one's watching this, but a golf fan tonight where if you brought in mm -hmm. like celebrities to pair up and maybe they do like a scramble together, yeah, it just brings, value. brings different viewers into it. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd like to see them do that if they're doing these matches. Cause like, I mean, there's just so much golf every week and so many different levels of golf to have people tune into this. I don't know. I just think is, is maybe overshadowed. That's yeah. Right I think the, they're trying to cover the basis in terms of celebrities and stuff. Cause apparently like DJ Khaled's going to be doing some commentary as well as Charles Barkley again, as he always does. And he's, he's awesome. And I love that they keep bringing him out. Um, and it's also jokes to like see his golf knowledge grow and even his own game. So that's a whole like different story, but should be cool to see him there. And then a couple others, but um, yeah, it doesn't seem to be too like star studded compared to the other ones we've seen in previous years. No. And I, I would imagine it's all going to charity. So that's obviously a bonus yeah, yeah, um, like anything else is, but, but yeah, so, well, I guess we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, it is tonight, or we look kind of dumb. <laughs> and if would, not, then we'll, we'll break it down again another time. <laughs> yeah, it would. It wouldn't be the first time. Um, yeah. <laughs> big news. I know we don't love talking about the live PJ Tour, but Anthony Kim is set to make his debut on live. And I was a huge AK fan when yeah. he was like he dominated 
the PJ three. I think he won like three times in probably a span of like three or four years he was on the Ryder mm-hmm. Cup. I think he was the first guy, non-major, to play on the Ryder Cup team. Anyways, he's back, but pretty crazy because he had that insurance claim, which we talked about because he tore his Achilles and he had a finger injury and he was just like battling the injury bug. And I think the PGA Tour basically said, yeah, like you can stop playing golf and we'll give you like a $12 million lump or payout. Yeah. Now, it seems as if obviously that wouldn't be a lump sum. It would be like, I guess, prorated over the years. So it says if he played on the PGA Tour again. Now, I don't know how that works because it's not the if he still gets it apparently he doesn't which i mean makes sense in terms of an insurance company with no way they're paying out if they don't need to pay out <laughs> so, yeah. but that being said i wonder what he's getting to play on live because it's got to be greater than what the payout was and then yeah, that only you know, makes sense. ability to win but i mean more guaranteed money he's only getting like three starts as a participant wild card guy on, mm-hmm. on live if you follow that and you, you know that works it's kind of confusing but um, he also could have came back to the PGA Tour, would have lost, I guess he would have got paid up to a certain point. And then he, because he is past champions, he would have played in, he would have been able to get into pretty much any event other than the majors and the signature events. <laughs> That's actually crazy. You leaving? Yeah, Steve Moss. Yeah. Oh, is that Harry? <laughs> yeah, he's going back to school. So I'd quick, quick goodbye. Oh, <laughs> uh, see you, Harry. Uh, <laughs> anyways, he, uh, so, Pretty crazy to think. That's why I think the pay, his guaranteed money is going to be pretty high for three events. And I think it's nice too because it's planned in Saudi Arabia. So the time zones are all screwed up for North Americans watching it. Mm-hmm. I, there's already not a lot of following with them. So I think it's a good event for me. Probably like, oh, I'll just come back. If I play well, I play well. If I don't, I don't. And I'll just continue doing that thing. But a neat little kind of fact, uh, hopefully he gets, he gets paid because I mean, at the end of the day, that's all I care to see. A guy like that. <laughs> Do you think he's going to play well? Like, have you done any like research on how he's been playing outside of like competitive golf and like how much he's prepared? Or does this feel like a situation he, where he's kind of just rolling he, in? He has been like since he stopped playing on the PGA Tour, dude. He like this like there was rumors that like he was like alone in like the mountains and he wasn't like talking to his buddies and like he like I, I don't know what's true and what's a rumor. Like it yeah. seems like he's playing golf, but I heard that like at one point no one got a hold of him and he was mm. just, like doing his own thing. So. I honestly have no idea. I just don't think a guy like that loses it. Now, will it come back in a round in a, in one tournament or two or three tournaments? Right. Maybe not, because it's also been twelve years since he's played in a san- sanctioned event, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to. See, man, if he comes out and wins, that would be nuts. Oh yeah, that that'll be insane. And for Liv, that would be like the best case scenario, obviously, because that's just one more name that you're just stealing away from PJ stuff. I mean, it's all kind of similar now, but like. Um, yeah, no, that'd be wild. It'd be so crazy. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, he was like prodigy stuff coming out of college. He mm-hmm. was like legit. So I'm super excited. I probably won't tune in just because of the whole, you know, time thing. I'm not watching at 1 a.m. in the yeah. night, <laughs> but I, I'm definitely going to follow up and see how, how he makes out. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so it, it, interesting fact there. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what conspires from that. Um, all right, let's get into some Slim stats. Now I got a couple for you. I'm really hoping you're going to do well this week. Um, <laughs> Same here. <laughs> tr- try to make it a little bit better for you. What's the average strokes it takes from a t- for a 10 handicap from 200 yards in in the fairway to to complete the hole? So not the tee shot, but from 200 yards out in the fairway. What's the average shots to get in the hole? Is it a 3.2 shots? B 3.98 shots? 
or C, 4.13 shots? Mm, 10, remember, mm, this is a 10. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely leaning toward the the last couple, like the higher two. I'm just debating on which one. Uh, I'm going to go with the 3.9 was an option, correct? Yeah, 3.98. Yeah, okay, I'm going to take that one. Boom! Let's go. One Let's go. So back. To put that so in perspective, like, just break down the perspective of that. How many times do you think, because like, I think a lot of people overplay yardages in terms of course, you know, basically a 10 handicap, probably on average. I know it's maybe a little swayed because speed's so big and distance is so big now, but mm-hmm. I think for uh, the average 10 handicap, he probably only hits the ball like 240 off the yeah. tee. Yeah. And think of how many times in like a 66 or 65 yardage course, a 10 handicap has that coming in and they're basically yeah. making bogey on average. Yeah. So, I mean, it so when you're in the fairway, so you've already completed a, a d- difficult task, yeah. right? And now you got it. So it's just some food for thought in terms of like, you know, manage your expectations as they say. Yeah. Like if you're 200 yards out from the fairway as a 10 handicap, that means you probably hit a, not a bad shot. And like the odds of them stringing together two really good shots more, or maybe three, like, I think that's pretty low. So it makes sense that it's bumped up a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Second okay. one. Okay, let's go. Uh, th- this one you should know, too. Like, I try to make it easy. I, I hate seeing you go over three, so we're, we're also a hot start. Odds of an average golfer making an ace. This is on, like, on a typical, oh like, an God. average, you know, an average golfer. It's probably, like, I don't know, I guess probably, like, a 14, 13. Sure, on, like, sure. An average par three. Is it one in 9,500? One in eleven thousand six hundred, or one in twelve thousand five hundred. <laughs> one in twelve thousand five hundred. Two for two. Let's go. That one I thought for sure you're gonna get. I feel like that's. <laughs> to be fair though, like if you were to ask me, like previously, if I had to ballpark what the odds would be, like I I would have no idea where to start. Like if it would be in the thousands or tens of thousands or like millions. Like I have no idea. Thousand, like that's steep, but it's not like when you think of like odds. For something like remarkable, it's not like I thought it was definitely higher. I thought it was like one in twenty five thousand, or like one in a hundred thousand. Yeah, like so. I guess I would mean like if if I were to step on the tee of a par three, I'd be like, if I if you want to bet me to get a hole in one, and I do, I'll pay you out like twelve thousand, twelve thousand five hundred bucks. Yeah, basically, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Like I would take that bet every day. Well, <laughs> I'm like, give me the dollar. When, give me the think dollar. when Jersey Jerry did his like. Thing. I think he shot for like twenty. You know? Do Do you remember the total number of shots he hit? You probably don't. I no, I don't remember. I wonder if it was like. I think he had like close to ten thousand shots or something like he, that. No, you're definitely right. It was around there. Like it was in the so, thousands, high thousands. Now that was on a sim, but I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it is what it is. Okay, final one. This is from this weekend. What didn't Jake Knapp do? Okay, so what didn't he do? Gotcha. A only hit two fairways on Sunday. B not miss from five feet or closer the entire week or C not miss a green on Friday when he shot 64. Damn inside five feet all tournament. I don't think that happened because that's pretty crazy. And if it did, well, damn, that's sick. Uh, I know you talked about him struggling off the tee. So I'm kind of leading towards the fairway, only hitting it twice on Sunday. So that what I'm, you kinda, that's what you I'm going with. Back. The fairway, the fairway ones. Correct. Only hit two. Damn. And that's where I think so you went three for three. First time as, as First Jake would say winner winner chicken history. Yeah. Grandpa, I guess says it to him. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I just think that's 
at a lot of courses, you could get in a lot of trouble because you oh, would yeah. have had, I think, 14 fairways. So to only hit two of them. And I mean, some of them, yeah, were just like in the rough or, you know, but some of them were out of play. And I think at a, at a more different structured course, mm -hmm. he's shooting a lot higher than even par. Yeah, I was about to say, I think if you told him you're going to hit two fairways today, but we're going to give you an even par on the scorecard, like he's probably taking that all day. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So I know I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not with you. I couldn't believe that when I, I watched him, but I didn't even like think about it really until because that, that's just so low for a PGA Tour player. Yeah. He's the first, like really, really not first good. to throw this in too. He's the first time winner hitting two or less fairways in a final round while leading and won the tournament since 1983. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a, a crazy, that's a crazy stat. And it's also nuts because you said he was like ripping the mini driver quite a bit too, which like well, in theory well, is supposed well, to help you. Well, sorry. He did do that a lot on the Thursday or the Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then he, he didn't do it a lot. Cause like the announcer just kept saying, is he going to go to the mini driver? Like, cause he kind of was like obviously struggling and yeah. he was hitting it well earlier, but yeah, he just, he stepped, he, kept to the guns and, and went with the big dog so crazy strategy yeah pretty good pretty good how he didn't fall through either like i mean it was close there for i mean it was basically a two-man race which i think helps it entirely because he's not worried about anyone else really he's only worried about the guy he's playing with which makes it a yeah. little easier to deal with but to go two over through three i mean you're probably thinking this guy's losing bro, bro. yeah this is tough <laughs> to come to turn around but um yeah all right well let's go into a little bit of our draft thing that we do um we're gonna go top two courses we play in the area keeping it local um hopefully we have more people following at us that are, are local so, so this will be kind of cool i'll start so i'm in the barry area so we'll do like an hour radius so I basically get it from muskoka a little bit in muskoka to like just south of where you are aurora toronto mm -hmm. for, for the people that don't know there's two in barry that are just i think are the bar none and and then probably the two i would i mean i haven't played that many nice nice tracks in the gta area because a lot of them are private so it's hard to get on them yeah but in terms of one as i played i think national pines and barry it's a club link course mm -hmm. legit probably my favorite course in barry i think yeah, it's a good one in barry, I, I think that. it's it's so nice it's mature it's it's quaint it the layout's very nice it it just i love it it's awesome it's awesome second one which I'd like to see how this goes in like 10, 15 years. Cause like national mind has been around forever, like since I was born. So, mm. um, you know, it, it's the consistency there. I think this one will be too. Cause the funding behind it is like insane, but the nest Friday Harbor, it's new. It's so pure. So pure. The greens, I think are the, probably the best greens definitely in the air. Well, I would say the area probably further than that. They're, I think their bunker budget a year is like 2 million. Jeez, like they just have so so much money because of the development that's like in friday harbor which is like basically they dug out the lake sim well they basically dug out land to have lake simcoe come in to their facility like not the golf course but the, the living area mm -hmm. um you know it's it's not going anywhere they're just gonna try to invest 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 so it should be good long term but i i would say it's a toss-up between those two but i think overall my favorite track is the national mines it has more character you know a little more tree line the nest is very um there's undulation but it's like fairway and then like fescue, like heavy fescue and then like fairway, heavy fescue, yeah. fairway. It's very linksy, I guess you could say, for yeah. 90% of the course. But it's always a treat to play the nest. Um, yeah. If, if anyone gets a chance, no brainer. And not, it's actually affiliated, I think, portion with Eagles Nest. 
in Toronto, which is a great, well, it's like Vaughn, but yeah, great yeah, yeah. Well. So, yeah, I need to th- play there. That those would be my, t- oh yeah. Well, if you ever play Eagles Nest, it's, people say it's a Lynx style track. It is, but it's fucking hard. Yeah. The wind apparently is just nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's where Burns and I did the Barstool Classic there. And right. we didn't play a practice round because everyone's like, oh, it's a Lynx style. I was like, oh, if it's a Lynx style, I can spray the golf ball. Nope. Cannot do that. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Um, my job's tough here because I'm just a little bit south of you in like Aurora New Market area, and there are so many tracks, especially because so you can drive literally in any direction and find a zillion. And I'm a little bit biased because it is just like courses I've played, but it yeah, is so, so let's just do it to courses you've played because I think if you haven't played, it's kind of hard to you're just going off 100%. reviews and speculation. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Um for me, it's still like my favorite course I've played, period. But Beacon Hall, it's oh. it's like a heavily private track. Dude. And got out like back in my junior days um, via family friends kind of thing. Got me out. I think I've played it three times. Um, and I liked it every time. It's a perfect mix of like challenging and then rewarding. And then it, it's cool because the front nine is very Canadian style, like big trees, very mature. Um, kind of have to hit your tee shot straight and then you get into the back nine and it's like you're entering a completely different like world it, it opens right up and it's you like that more faster. yeah i love it i do love no, that. no sorry the idea of like two different nines basically yeah i think it's sick it's just hard to do because you have to have like the perfect property for it like it's kind of hard to just yeah. make that especially yeah. if you have like a links of base like you can't just start planting 100 foot trees yeah <laughs> So, um, I, I do love that track. It is amazing. So that's my number one. And the number two, I'm also going to be slightly biased here. And I feel like it's less special to me because I've played it a bunch now, but like if I were to play it for the first time, it'd probably feel crazy was King Valley. So it's also a club link track. Oh, yeah. Um, and pretty that's, much that's private. One, like, right? Cause there's Kings yeah. riding, correct? Just like yeah. There's, yeah. Riding's on the one side of town. And then you literally drive like, basically opposite side of town you got king valley but valley is the nicer one and that's not even like a question like that's well known by the community here um but quick king valley is a sweet one it's it's a tough tough track probably the consistently fastest greens i've played on um like they're running i feel like if i would had to guess maybe around a 12 um, wow like an 11 quick, eh? on some on some days yeah like they get up there where like it it's getting to the point where if you hit it on the wrong part of the green like there's a few t- or spots where you you could literally poke the ball with your pinky finger and it's not going to be like it's not going to stay short of the pin it's rolling by so you're better so, like, le- leaving it short somewhere and yeah it it's all about placement on the green so like even if you're five feet you'd rather be 12 feet from a different angle like that's where the distances honestly doesn't matter as much it's more about the spot nice. you're in so so yeah but i think that's a sweet track and it is beautiful as well very mature lots of trees everywhere they got the nice like lined pine trees that are pretty much bare halfway up so like it's just aesthetically pleasing yeah um and it, it can tip out like pretty deep in the in the like 7100 if i had to guess i've only tipped it out once i think but um i normally play it from about 66 or 67 um but yeah those i would say are my my two favorite there's a bunch around here so hopefully this year i play a couple new ones and then i'll have some different opinions but might be tough to beat those beacon hall is definitely of course i want to play i've, I've known about it for a while it's not really that well I guess I shouldn't say that, but if you were to ask guys like where I am a little bit more north, it, it's kind of like because it's so private, it's kind of like a hidden gem almost. Like you don't really, mm-hmm. no one really talks about it per se. And there was talks that they were going to sell it. No, 
Oh yeah, so many different times, and I don't even know if it's been sold or if it hasn't been. Like it's it's a sticky situation because I'm pretty sure it's like a equity membership, so you uh-huh. kind of have to run through the members before actually being able to sell it. I could be wrong there, but I'm I'm pretty sure that is true. So I mean, people with that much money, it's like it's hard to sell them on like, oh, you're gonna take away your country club and pay you however much money when yeah. to them money doesn't matter they'd rather just play golf at a good course well yeah when you're a member at that you probably make decent coins so mm-hmm. a little bit of payout here doesn't you know then you got to go find a new course to play at yeah it's just a money on for them yeah no that's i hope i get, get a chance to play out there I, a few buddies that have played and it's just absolutely disgusting yeah but, it's sick unreal cool all right um i guess buddy what's up with the betting I did not bet last week because, dude, I did not know what to do. And I'm glad I didn't bet because I probably would have just gone like biased Canadians and we talked about Pendrith. <laughs> so that would have like been a disaster for me. And even looking at the leaderboard after it finished, I'm like, dude, I'm glad I didn't touch this board because I there's just zero chance I would have won anything. I would have been over like 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that we talked about Mackenzie Hughes and how like, why was he so like that? Pendrith not- was top six odds. Like, yeah. But Hughes was even worse because we thought Hughes was like in theory should be good value. One of the yeah. one of the higher guys on that leaderboard. He's a full time PJ Tour player. Mm-hmm. One, he you know he's, he's pretty much solidified himself on the PJ Tour in terms yeah. of that type of guy. And after like the, the cut, he was like plus ten. Yeah, no, it was like really really ugly. So I mean, I'm gonna get back on it this week because there's more names I recognize and I can actually like gather together some reasons I think someone could win or a prop on the side. Where like last week, I I sat after we chatted, I looked at it, and I'm like, dude, like it's not even worth me putting a foot forward here. Like I, I have no idea where to start. <laughs> so I'm putting that as a win in my books. Not won't go on the record, but it's a win that I didn't lose money. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I didn't yeah. steer anyone the wrong direction. Exactly. Yeah, I I wasn't fraudulent. I'm I came by honest. But um, we do have the Cognizant Classic this week, which like you said is the former Honda. Um, it is a way better field. Like I mentioned, we got Rory, Cam Young, Fitzpatrick, Min Woo, let him cook, uh, Tom Kim and Shane Lowry, a bunch of other guys as well. I was just na- to name a few Svensson, Connors, Pendrith are some of the notable Canadians. I don't think there's any other Canadians cause you do have to have like some other qualifying, um, like pre-recs for this one. But, um, yeah, so it should be a lot better of a tournament in terms of, uh, big names, household names for people to realize. And I think there's like four or five Canadians in the Monday. So okay. one, one or two more might get in. I, I was reading it up early. I think there's like two Canadians that were three under at the turn. So, I mean, if they have a decent back nine, they're probably getting in at least one of them. Dirty. Um, so keep a watch on that. But yeah, I mean, hopefully the Florida swing, it's kind of been weird season because like no one's really, it's been kind of boring for the most part, especially with all the first time winners. Mm-hmm. Um, the big dogs haven't really played. It doesn't help that a lot of the big dogs, some of them have left. I don't know how, how that's good for the PJ Tour or bad, um, but I think as we come into the Florida swing and getting into like the Masters and things, I think a lot more big names are going to start dialing it in. Just kind of, I feel yep. like the first month of golf is kind of just getting your, you know, getting your feet wet. Yeah, exactly, and, and and trying to figure out the one thing I wanted to comment on when I was talking about the Anthony Kim thing with with was with the lifting and speaking of like, is it bad for golf? that a lot of these first time winners, I think I, I figured out something that maybe is well known or I don't know, but I have a realistic way that they could both play together and hear me out on it. Some people yeah. might be like, dude, this is you're out to lunch, but 
Okay, so you have these elevated events. I think last year there was like four or five. This year there's eight. So I don't know. You can maybe figure out, maybe not eight, but when it had like the four to five, I think the five range is perfect because there's five elevated events. There's there's four majors. So obviously the majors you get in and the, the you know all the big names are playing the big names. It's like the big events now in, in, in golf. What if they did, because the elevated events are only like top 50 in the world rankings and then previous winners on the PGA the year before. Mm-hmm. So you're probably like 65 guys, maybe. Because I, I, there's probably 15 different winners on the PGA the right, year. So, yeah. so what if you just threw in, again, this is because it's not saying they should have done this from the start, but because they've come to an agreement and, and, how, and how do they do it? Obviously, there's logistics behind it on having guys come back and they got to figure out that money aspect. But I mean, I think that that's not the end of the world, but I think for more for golf fans, I think this needs to happen. What if you just did the top 15 guys on live, which generally speaking should be the big name guys. Covers. Yeah. The actual and, good golfers. Yeah. And, and, or maybe 10, I don't know, figure out a number, but if you had 50 and 15, that's 75 golfers. So you make the cut like 60 mm-hmm. or within 10 shots and you, you do that. But then you get, nine events a year where you have the best on best playing. It doesn't really impact anyone on the PGA tour for the most part that, that don't get into those events because they weren't playing them anyways. Yeah. This allows a fans can see more of the best on best play with these two different goddamn leagues. Yeah. And you still have that higher purse, basically no cut. I just think it's, it's, it's a pretty decent, happy medium. Just, you know, throwing stuff around and like i don't think yeah, it's don't how, think how hard that would be i think the hardest part is the guys on the pga tour wanting them to come back and play on the pga tour i think that's what they got to get over but then it allows guys to do their own schedule because most of the top guys aren't playing more than you know probably 20 events a year mm-hmm. so you do your 14 or 12 live and then you do the majors and then you do the additional like i said probably four um elevated events but i just think it'd be great more so for the fans and kind of puts an end to you know how how this will go and i think it can mm-hmm. be pretty quickly like drawn up i don't know yeah your thoughts no, on that? i think that's a pretty easy solution for most of it like i think there's obviously other things that would need to be like looked at in terms of like then what's the point of even being on the pga tour if you can just go to live and then come back and play in only those events like there are some obviously different things that you got to look at there but i think for the most part it does cover most of the bases where you do get the best on best. Um, but it's just, yeah, then trying to find value in the other tournaments for the PGA. And then, I mean, it would create some more incentive maybe for the live guys to actually perform rather than just like, oh, like we're already making a crap ton of money. It's like, yeah. oh, well, now we're making a crap ton of money, but because we're playing well, we can actually go to these other opportunity events in the PGA where I can make more money, you know? Well, like, and it and it allows guys that don't have the major exemptions a chance to get world ranking points. And if they win, they obviously would probably get into the majors, I guess, in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. It, it, it's the aspect of the players wanting them to come back, which I think is the biggest issue that they have here. But mm-hmm. anyways, I just thought it doesn't impact. It's not changing much on either side. They, the live guys throw an extra four events, which I guess they didn't want because they want to play less golf, more money. But that's kind of iffy and then it'll it doesn't impact the guys trying to make the pg or that are on the pg tour but not inside that top 50 yeah it's not like taking opportunity yeah exactly so i don't know food for thought i just thought i wanted to throw that in there while we were talking about it i know we don't like talking about every week but just something that (laughs) i think could be a little bit of a fix because it really sucks for golf fans really at the end of the day yeah it's gonna make a lot of the year 
a lot less important, <laughs> unfortunately, which makes it hard to watch week to week. So hopefully they well, can figure something out. But then what do you, what what are your thoughts? Like do you, it's been rumored too that like obviously the YouTube golf stuff is like completely it's been taking off, but it's like to a next level. I think now they're even mm-hmm. doing uh Myrtle Beach Classic, which is like they're taking the top sixteen YouTube guys and, and they get a shot. The, the winner gets into a PJ Tour event. Obviously, PJ Tour is going anywhere they can to try to find attention and, and media and following. And I think that's, I think it's a good way for them to do that. I don't love the idea of it from a person grinding, trying to get on and they're giving away a spot that could change someone's life mm-hmm. in or a, a YouTube star that relatively speaking, already making very good money. They already have a living. Um, but what, what are your takes like further more on YouTube golf? Do you think the way that golf's going with its, division or the yeah the division of kind of the best players and not a lot of people are following it and like it's pretty like you're not getting a lot of comedy it, where the youtube stuff you know people seem to love obviously especially average joe golfers they, you know they're drinking they're laughing they're making funny comment like do you think we see a world where it almost people start watching that way more than they do professional golf yeah i think it's already gotten there to an extent like the casual person that are definitely younger anyway. Like it comes down to one attention span. <laughs> Most people don't yep. want to sit down and watch a full day worth of golf, let alone four days in a row of it. Um, instead of when they can have like their favorite like type of comedy or favorite personalities make a one hour video where you can crush it at your own expense and whenever you want kind of thing. So I think that a hundred percent has made a difference. Um, and like, people who don't understand how difficult PGA courses are made for PGA events honestly don't even see a difference too much between the skill of golf because you have guys on YouTube not knocking them, but like they can go play not a dog track, but a public track or like maybe an easier member based private track and shoot like three under four under. And you're like, Oh, well they're, they're still shooting four under like guys in PGA tour are shooting over par on like this. But if you just don't understand that stuff and don't care about it, then, I don't know. Why would you watch it? You can go see something a little bit more funny, a little bit more character based. And then in your eyes, you're seeing similar golf skill, which I think is a bit ridiculous, but that's probably how some people view it. So I think we're already kind of headed there, but yeah, I don't know. I think it just, the whole professional golf world needs to really unify because they're going to lose like a lot, a lot of audience over the next couple of years. Like it is already becoming a little bit tougher to watch. And especially with COVID like kind of, I mean, you basically say it's done and you know, people are getting back to life. And I think you notice a little bit of golf courses, even dropping back down a little bit in, in memberships and things like that, just cause guys are like, yeah. I don't have time for this or I don't know. I, I love it, but I'm not getting any better at it. It's like, it yeah. becomes frustrating and there's like, Oh, I'll do it like once in a while, but I need to pay, buy a membership. Yeah. So I think that adds to it. But I, what sparked that is that uh, actually, uh, about that's his last name, right? Actually, Batia. Yeah. Yeah. Batia. He basically, he was interviewed. I don't know if you heard this. And someone asked him. I think it was. Uh, I forget who. Oh, he him, said but, he. He said he would like love to just be a YouTube golfer. <laughs> yeah, he basically said, "What would you rather do? Uh, or what's what's your next goal in like the next five years?" And it wasn't like anything to do with PGA Tour. It wasn't win a major. It was simply, "I want five million YouTube subscribers or uh, five hundred K or something." Or yeah, five hundred K YouTube subscribers or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is like crazy because he's a young guy on the PGA Tour and he's looking at which I think he could do easily. Like uh, he he's a He's one and he has a, I mean, if you're a golf fan, he's kind of an interesting dude because he didn't go to school. He's got like cool story background. Yeah. Um, and he's cultural, obviously. And uh, I mean, I think it's just like, that's just crazy how the mindset's changing for people. And that's where I think totally. long term, it, it, you know, these guys could just be wanting to do that. Cause I, again, there's no pressure 
it, there's no criticism to people like people criticizing you all oh, can you do it's like dude, I'm, I'm out here with my buddies or with guests right. and i'm just having fun playing what i playing the game i love like the way i look at it i wonder if like john daly would have had that perspective if if that kind of stuff was popular when he was when he was youthful and and, and balling out like that would have been a great guy to be a youtube personality and he probably would have just thrived off of that rather than having to play pga tour events like i'm sure he liked those as well but like he was built for the whole like youtube thing in my eyes yeah no cool all right. Well, anyways, what uh, what's on the docket the rest of the week? Anything crazy? Mm, nah, nothing too special. Maybe hit another sim, but uh, yeah, pretty much just hang out and enjoy time with family as per usual. Nice, nice, good times. All right. Well, I guess ne- until next week, we will chat soon. Hopefully, your uh, picks come up this week a little better, and yeah, post them and maybe, you know help people out here. But uh, I guess we'll chat next week. 